The information presented on this program is provided for informational purposes only, without warranty of accuracy, completeness, or suitability for a particular purpose. This program is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, legal, or tax advice. This information is general in nature and not specific enough to be construed as advice. You should not make any decision based on the information presented on this program without independent consultation with an appropriately licensed professional or competent advisor. Investment in securities or the market involves a potential risk for loss of principal. Trading, therefore, may not be suitable for all listeners. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Withdrawals of growth from annuities may be taxable as ordinary income in the year it is taken. Individuals should review contracts for specific details of the product's features and costs. For millions of Americans who retire every year, the task of ensuring that your money is working hard enough to provide you with a consistent paycheck can make the job of working for that paycheck seem easy. Retirement doesn't signal the end of financial worry. In fact, for the majority of retirees, it's just the beginning. The assets you have built must be able to provide you and your family with financial security for all the years to come. That's why you need a game plan for retirement, making sure you have a plan and that your your money is working hard to provide you with an income you can depend on. This is your game plan for retirement. And welcome into your game plan for retirement, the show that challenges some of the traditional financial planning concepts and what we are finding to be outdated conventional wisdom on what it takes to build for and achieve financial and retirement success. We talk about models that are proving to provide for greater opportunities for financial freedom throughout our retirement. And we always check in with your local income allocation and retirement advisor, Brian Quaranta, now joins us on the program from Secure Money Advisors. Brian, welcome back in. Good morning. Good to uh, be with you again today. It's always a pleasure having you on the program, providing your insight and giving us the general guidance on what it takes to build for and achieve a more secure financial future. Ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, Brian does make his time available to us as our resource here on the program. But in and around Pittsburgh, he's also your local resource. And you can reach him by calling 800-963-0131. That's 800-963-0131. And Brian, thought we would talk today about the desire, the goal to leave a legacy behind and how that goal has sort of taken a backseat to the concern that we won't have enough money to last for our own lifetimes. Why is it that we're so unprepared for retirement and what does that do to our ability to leave some type of legacy behind? I think one of the most basic fundamental planning strategies that is missed is the idea of leaving the legacy to the family. And, you know, I think it's missed because, you know, a lot of people don't think about what's going to happen with the money they have left over, or they're not really sure whether or not they're going to have anything left over. You know, one of the things Secure Money Advisors does really well is by utilizing and putting together a plan based around good, solid guarantees from, from good companies, we can pretty much determine what amount of money might be left over and what amount of money might be left to the family. And, you know, we really want to make sure that that becomes part of the overall plan. And the importance behind that is the fact that when the good Lord decides to take us home, the last thing that we want is the IRS to be the largest beneficiary of the money that we leave behind. The majority of average Americans leave so much money on the table for the IRS because of lack of planning in the wealth transfer side. You know, if you look at some of the wealthiest families out there, the Rockefellers, the Carnegie's, the Johnson uh, families, they've all used simple planning strategies to transfer wealth from one generation to the next. And there's so many simple things that we can do uh, especially when it comes to our IRAs. There's special rules that the IRS allows us to take advantage of. The IRS made it possible for us to transfer our IRA accounts to our family members without them paying taxes on that transfer through something called an inherited IRA. Uh, a beautiful strategy. I don't see it utilized a whole lot. I, When I talk to people about it, many people tell me that they've never had that conversation with their advisor. And quite frankly, if you're not having that conversation with your advisor, I think that, you know, ultimately you're not getting the full scope of, of what a plan should be, because at the end of the day, we want to make sure that uh, the money continues to live on beyond your life expectancy. And Brian, we've talked on the program about a number of different topics or questions that if they have not been addressed in your relationship with your advisor, it might be time to get a review or a second opinion. And certainly one of those is the predictability of income throughout retirement uh, and the 
confidence that that gives us in our ability to be self-sufficient. And maybe if we had that confidence and knew through plans and strategies such as what you're describing you use there at Secure Money Advisors, if we knew that we could be self-reliant and self-sufficient throughout our retirement, then we would turn that focus back toward leaving a legacy, creating generational wealth, uh, doing things for our children, our grandchildren, our loved ones, those causes that we find to be important, more like what those wealthy families are doing. However, these are not secrets or tricks that only the wealthy can use. It's just that the average person has not really educated themselves on how to create this kind of confidence, security, and the legacy that would ensue. That's right. You know, and these are not uh, advanced planning strategies. I mean, these are very simple techniques that everybody should have access to. But, you know, your plan is only good as the person advising you on it. And, you know, I know this just from personal experience. I've gone through a number of accountants, you know, over the past a, a few years because I outgrow them. And um, and I think people eventually outgrow their advisors. Their advisor might have been good for them at that point in time. But they have to really ask themselves, you know, do they feel that they're getting good, solid, fundamental advice that spans across every aspect of the financial planning process. And, you know, what people have to understand, and I, and I think people really do get this to a certain degree, but I don't think most wealth managers have gotten this yet. You know, there's a real big difference between retirement planning and just advising on investment accounts. Most people have somebody advising them on an investment account. You know, they've, they're working with somebody that's put together a diversified portfolio of stocks, bonds, and mutual funds for them, and they might talk about, you know, the rate of return that they receive each year. Well, that's not a plan. I mean, that's, that's something that you're rolling the dice with and you're hoping to get a good return on, but that, a plan is all about understanding, number one, how am I going to make sure that this money lasts the rest of my life? How am I going to build in a solid guarantee when it comes to providing myself with income and if I die how I'm going to continue to provide my spouse with income how when you turn 70 and a half are you going to leverage those required minimum distributions you know are we going to be able to do some type of wealth transfer planning at the time that we take distributions you know one of my favorite wealth planning strategies when it comes to transferring wealth is to utilize the tax laws and benefits that surround life insurance. I mean, what people don't realize is that if you look at a lot of the very, very wealthy families out there, they're not transferring their money in the form of IRAs because IRAs, the biggest problem with them is they've never been taxed before. So if you don't understand the laws behind doing an inherited IRA and structuring that correctly, really you should be understanding the benefits of life insurance because life insurance is one of the greatest ways that you can leave a bucket of tax-free money you know there was a great book out there called spend it twice and I can't remember the name of the author, but basically what the author had spoke about was how you could have a pot of money. Let's say you had a million dollars and you wanted to leave a million dollars to your kids, but you wanted to use your million dollars in your lifetime. You could actually build a strategy around life insurance. What you would do is you would take a little bit of money out of your accounts each year. You'd buy a permanent life insurance policy for a million dollars and you'd be able to spend down your assets the money that you've saved in your retirement plans, you'd be able to spend down all million dollars during your lifetime. And when you died, you would leave a million dollars tax-free to your family. And that's federal, state, and in Pennsylvania, it's inheritance tax-free. What better leverage could you get than that? And I think it's one of the biggest misplanning strategies out there. And, you know, it's because... People, when they think about life insurance, they think, oh, well, I don't need life insurance. I, I don't I don't want to buy life insurance because it's too expensive. You're missing the point. You're missing the you're missing the point. You're missing one of the greatest tax loopholes in history with life insurance. It's one of the greatest tools to transfer wealth. And not everybody's going to qualify for a strategy like that because you've got to be healthy. It may be too expensive once you do it. But if it works it's one of the greatest ways to leave wealth to your families, Peter. A lot of people seem to ignore the need for life insurance or think that they don't need it in retirement for some reason. The kids are out of the house. The home might be paid for. Therefore, I don't need any life insurance coverage. I'm, I'm debt-free. But a lot of times, Brian, not only is this a strategy for leaving a legacy to future generations, but it could be something that is for this generation, for protection of our spouse or even some uses during our own lifetime for life life insurance. 
That's right. Look, life insurance is a great way to replace lost income. So let's say that you and your spouse have a half a million dollars and you're building income out of a half a million dollar retirement account. And, you know, you want to spend that down pretty aggressively, but you want to make sure that if one of you die, that that bucket of money is replenished for the surviving spouse. Life insurance is a great way to do that. And by putting together a plan like that, number one, it gives you peace of mind knowing that you and your uh, husband or you and your wife are now going to be able to spend your money down more aggressively. And God forbid one of you die, it's not going to jeopardize the other's quality of life because there's going to be a life insurance policy there to replace that bucket of money that you've spent down. So there's multiple uses for it. People need to look at it more as a planning tool than an expense or a cost. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this is why we talk at the top of the program about why we challenge conventional wisdom and uh, urge you to rethink what you think you may know, because there are strategies and options available that can build for more security and stability into and throughout retirement. Give us the peace of mind that we will remain self-sufficient with the assets that we have. And in most cases, once that concern is satisfied, we can then turn to the secondary goal of leaving and creating a legacy for our family. And if you have questions about how to do this. Come in and speak with Brian Quaranta at Secure Money Advisors, 800-963-0131. That's 800-963-0131. And as we continue the program today, we will talk about how to create that self-sufficiency and that confidence in your ability to remain self-sufficient, but also create that legacy that is the goal to provide for your family and future generations. Again, the number for Secure Money Advisors and Brian Quaranta, who offers you the ability to come in, ask any questions, sit down, do a financial and retirement review on a complimentary, no cost, no obligation basis is 800-963-0131. An excellent opportunity for you to place that call now as we have to take a quick break, but we'll be back with more with Brian in just a moment here on Your Game Plan for Retirement. Tax time can certainly be a time of anxiety, pain, and frustration. The chore of filing forms and reviewing records of income and expenses, the compiling of sensitive data, the realization of how much you are paying, the fear of mistakes or audit. This year in particular, with a new administration in the White House and different atmosphere in Washington, there is even more uncertainty about taxes than usual. What will President Trump mean for taxes on the workers and business owners of this country this year and into the future? One thing that every saver and investor needs to realize is that each and every dollar has a tax plan associated with it. It could be a pay-today plan, or it could be a pay-it-later plan. But when tax laws change, so can the amount of your money you actually get to keep. Judge Learned Hand stated, quote, anyone may arrange his affairs so that his taxes shall be as low as possible. He is not bound to choose that pattern which best pays the treasury. There is not even a patriotic duty to increase one's taxes over and over again. The courts have said that there is nothing sinister in so arranging affairs as to keep taxes as low as possible. Everyone does it, rich and poor alike, and all do right, for nobody owes any public duty to pay more than the law demands." End quote. So, with the debt and deficit, are we to a point that, regardless of the political administration in power, simple math will dictate that laws will be forced to change to fulfill the government's obligations for spending and benefits? How are you planning for future taxation? What strategies and options are you implementing to minimize the taxes you will be obligated to pay, not only this year, but for all the years into the future? When making decisions with your money today, are you considering the tax plan associated with each and every dollar you save or invest and how that affects your tomorrow? For complimentary review and evaluation of financial strategies and options, to keep more of your hard-earned money working harder for you, you need a trusted resource and qualified professional. That's why your local income allocation and retirement advisor makes their time available to you here on your game plan for retirement. Call your local income allocation and retirement advisor, Brian Quaranta at 800-963-0131. That's 800-963-0131.
And we're back here on Your Game Plan for Retirement, the weekly show covering some of today's biggest financial and economic challenges and providing the solutions to help today's savers and investors overcome them and achieve their financial and retirement goals. And to help us in that cause, Brian Quaranta joins us each and every week as our resource on the program for a common sense approach to planning for a more secure financial future. He is president and founder of Secure Money Advisors in Pittsburgh. He is also your local resource. If you have any questions or concerns or would like more information on anything you hear on the program, give Brian a call at 800-963-0131. That's 800-963-0131. And Brian, give us your opinion on this. Fact or fiction? We should be planning as if all we will need when we die is enough to bury ourselves. That's fiction. I mean, wouldn't it be nice if we knew the date of death for us. Boy, that would make planning pretty easy, wouldn't it? I mean, we'd just be able to actuarially determine how much money could come out of our accounts every single month. And uh, on the date of death, the last check we would write would be to the undertaker. Unfortunately, life doesn't work that way. So we really want to focus on building a plan that is going to uh, be reliable regardless of the amount of time that you live. Uh, That's just the uh, prudent and and suitable way of of planning today. We can't say, well, my dad didn't make it past the age of 75. My brother didn't make it past the age of 70. So I'll be lucky to get there myself. Well, what happens when you live to the age of 96 uh, and we didn't properly plan and you outlived your money? That's not a place you want to be because let me tell you, the worst day of retirement is not the day that you run out of money. The worst day of retirement is the five years prior to you running out of money and you know that that day is coming and there's nothing you can do about it. So again, we want to make sure that we have a plan that is going to provide for our self-sufficiency no matter how long we live during our lifetime that we can remain confident in our ability to produce that income because longevity is one of the top retirement concerns at this point in time, Brian. That's what's leading to people being so concerned with running out of money. Yeah, and you know what? I mean, Longevity is a risk multiplier. I mean, it's great that people are living longer, but at the end of the day, it creates a lot more risk too. I mean, the longer you live, the more likely you'll see the stock market go down, the more likely you'll see the cost of healthcare go up, the more likely you might have an illness and you might have to spend some time in a a long-term care facility, which uh, is not a cheap place to stay. I mean, according to Genworth, one of the largest uh, insurance companies out there that provides long-term care insurance, according to them in Western Pennsylvania, the average cost of long-term care is about $8,000 a month. And most people are not prepared if a health event like that were to take place. I mean, if you look at most people today, they're exposed there. And a lot of folks today can't either afford long-term care insurance or they haven't looked into it because maybe they think it's a waste. But just think about that. $8,000 a month, that's $96,000 a year. Uh, You spend just a few years in a long-term care facility, that could spend down a very, very large portfolio very, very quickly. So longevity has all kinds of risk multipliers and it's certainly something nobody knows how long you're personally going to live, but we have to prepare like you were going to live till age 100. Well, that extra $8,000 a month, Brian, that's typically going to be on top of some of your other regular ordinary expenses. So we're talking about a, a huge multiplier of those expenses. That's right. And I'll tell you, the worst thing that can happen in a situation like that is that you have some type of illness, you have a stroke, you go into a a nursing facility and you're in there for a few years and you drastically spend down your dollars because you didn't plan to have any type of of insurance to help offset or supplement the cost of, of, of that care. And now all of a sudden you get healthy and you come out of the nursing home and now you're living on 50 or 60% less money because you had to pay for the cost of care. That's a very, very scary place to be. So, you know, people really need to determine, number one, can they self-insure, meaning do they have enough money uh, saved at this point that if a, if a, uh, a health event did take place, could they weather that spend down of that money? Or if they couldn't, would they qualify for some type of reasonable long-term care policy? And, you know, for the longest time, what was happening in the, in the long-term care insurance 
industry was, you know, policies were very, very expensive and people didn't like them because number one, their premiums typically went up. But number two, if they didn't use the policy, they would lose it. It's kind of like car insurance or homeowners insurance. I mean, you have it in case of an accident happens, but if you don't use it, you're not getting that money back. I mean, you have homeowners insurance in case the house burns down, but you, but you don't get it back if you, if you don't use it. And long-term care was the same way, but for some reason, people don't think about their health and what the potential impacts could be if, if a, uh, an event like that took place. And so what now we're seeing in the long-term care insurance industry is we're seeing what they call a hybrid policy where somebody can actually get long-term care insurance, but if they don't use it, what will happen is when they die, there'll be a death benefit that pays their family so they actually get something from the policy. They're a little bit more expensive, but it's not an all or nothing thing. I mean, you know that at the end of the day, if you don't use it for long-term care, that it will pay you as a death benefit to your family so you're getting something back from it. And certainly worth revisiting that conversation if that's one that you have uh, looked over before or if that solution has not been brought up in your current relationship with your advisor. Again, one of the things that might indicate that it's time to get a second opinion. Ladies and gentlemen, come in, talk with Brian Coranta, and he can show you all of the modern strategies and options available to address this question. 800-963-0131, the number to call. That's 800-963-0131. 3-1. And I, I, I like your comparison there to homeowners and auto insurance. I think I actually read an article one time that said something along the lines, and, and I'm not sure of the exact numbers, but the chances of a home burning down in any given year is something like one in 30,000. The chances of having an auto accident in any given year is one in 3,000. The chances that at some point in time we will need long-term care is like one in three. And yet that's the one that everybody kind of puts their head in the sand and says, no, it's never going to be me. That's right. And it's just a, in my opinion, it's just not a responsible way to plan. Again, ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to learn more about how to handle this in a manner that is not use it or lose it, pick up the phone and give Brian Caranta a call, 800-963-0131, 800-963-0131. Brian, I, I have also often thought that it might not ultimately be the person that needs the care that suffers the most. And you indicated, well, what if you recover a few years later? Well, what if your spouse continues to live a good, long, healthy lifetime after providing that care for you? and as a result, draining down those assets. And that's why having some type of protection, some type of insurance coverage is going to be so vitally important, especially in the case of a married couple. Yeah, I mean, just imagine that for a moment. You know, your your husband goes into a nursing home and, and you know, you, you, you spend the next three to four years paying for that cost of care and you slowly watch that bucket of money dwindle down to almost nothing. And then your spouse dies. You know, your husband dies, you know, or maybe it's your wife. And now you're left with barely any money left. And now the quality of your life is not anything that you would have expected it to be. And now you're living at almost poverty level because of lack of planning. And it's just, these are the things that we should not be leaving the chance. You know, this is why we've got tools out there that in retirement planning we use to protect from these types of things happening. You know, I hate seeing people just brush over, you know, the whole illness thing like it's it's not a big deal. And I just, I think it's a very foolish way to uh, enter into retirement because look, the truth is none of us are getting out of here alive. But, you know, getting sick and, and going into some type of facility and needing care, that just can cause a lot of damage you know, not only if you were to come out, but if you were to pass, it can cause a lot of damage for the spouse that's living also. So, um, you know, be responsible with that part of the plan and, and, and make sure that you've got it thought out really well. Well, there's such a difference in the legacy that is left behind between proper planning and improper planning. And so often that legacy is not what we traditionally think of as legacy, leaving large sums of money uh, to children or grandchildren or great-grandchildren, that generational wealth, the the effects of the planning and the legacy that it creates might happen during the course of our own lifetime or 
us and our spouse's lifetime. And that's why planning first and foremost for self-sufficiency is the best legacy that we can leave. And again, that's what Secure Money Advisors can help you accomplish, ladies and gentlemen. Pick up the phone, give them a call for a full-blown financial and retirement review. They offer this to you as a listener of the radio program on a complimentary, no-cost, no-obligation basis. Similar reviews can be valued at $500 to $1,000. They offer this to you at no cost. 800-963-0131, the number to call. Again, that's 800-963-0131. And Brian, for these reasons, I think that the approach of I'm just going to leave behind whatever's left that so many people seem to have, that uh, whatever I don't use during my lifetime, sure, I don't mind it going to the kids. That still is not the type of proper planning that we need to do for our legacy. We need to make sure that we are going to leave behind a positive financial legacy. That's what we really focus on here at Secure Money Advisors. We want to think through that process with our clients. We want to think about what that would look like and how we're going to approach it. And there's such great tools available today in the retirement planning space to really make sure that all of that done is is done and, and is done correctly. Again, ladies and gentlemen, the number to call Secure Money Advisors, 800-963-0131. The conversation w- with them will focus on your individual financial goals and how to make sure that you are on the best path to achieve those and answer the question of do I have enough or am I doing the right things to make my money last and maintain my self-sufficiency and then once that question is answered you will be able to then turn to the type of legacy that you will be leaving behind which is the focus of today's program leaving a positive financial legacy and again the number to reach Secure Money Advisors and Brian Quaranta to have that financial review and evaluation is 800-963-0131 an excellent chance for you to place that call now as we have to take another quick break we'll be right back with more with Brian Quaranta here on Your Game Plan for Retirement. And welcome back in to Your Game Plan for Retirement. Brian Quaranta joins us each week as our resource on the program for a common sense approach to planning for a more secure financial future. He is president and founder of Secure Money Advisors in Pittsburgh. He is your local resource. If you have questions or concerns about your own game plan for retirement, or would like more information on anything that you hear on the program, pick up the phone and give Brian a call at 800-963-0131. That's 800-963-0131. Brian, I feel like, especially within the dichotomy of a married couple, a lot of times there seems to be one person that's sort of in the financial driver's seat, that sort of handles the finances. And they may be doing this and taking on this responsibility and burden, thinking that they are doing their their spouse a favor. But in the long run, that may actually work to the detriment of the other spouse. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you handle the dichotomy of a married couple and making sure everybody at least is aware of where things are and is on the same page financially and what kind of security that can help create. And I get that. I mean, my dad has always handled the finances. And of course, my mom always kids around and says, the day your dad dies, you know, I'm just going to come to you and, and you'll take care of everything. Not everybody has a son that's a financial planner. I think one of the things that is a big mistake for people is having just one spouse handle the finances because I've seen it at my office too many times where somebody was referred to us that had just lost a spouse. And let me tell you, that is not a time that you want to be making decisions. I mean, there's a lot of emotion going on at that time and there's just a lot of sadness and you don't want to be making important financial decisions when you're dealing with such emotional stress. And one of the things we do really well for our couples and why so many couples love working with us is because we really put both couples in the driver's seat of understanding the plan. And the reason why they're able to understand the plan is it's really simple. One of the things we pride ourselves on is making the planning process extremely simple. Most spouses that have nothing to do with the finances typically will turn their cheek to even looking at it or understanding it because they're used to meeting with somebody that's talking over their head and making things way too complicated. When we sit down with couples, we want to make the process very simple, very easy to understand so that if a spouse dies, the other spouse, even with no financial experience, is going to be able to pick up right where they left off and continue moving forward with the plan. 
and everything's written out and put into a nice personal financial inventory binder. We don't believe in just recommending financial products to people and helping them add to their pile of stuff. We believe in getting their plan highly organized, simplifying it, consolidating things and getting everything into one place, making it very simple to understand. And one of the things that we do for our couples is we look at what would happen if the husband died. We look at what happens if the spouse dies. We look at what the drops of income would be. And then we plan for that. So if I've got Bob and Mary that come in and Bob dies and and we know that there's going to be a Social Security check that's lost, you know, because Social Security will take away the lowest check. And then we know that maybe Bob's pension is going to reduce by 50 percent. There's going to be a, a drop of income there. And we want to have a plan in place to already fill that gap for Mary and vice versa. If Mary were to die, there'll be a loss of a Social Security check, possibly a reduction in a pension check. And we want to make sure that that drop in income Uh, We want to make sure that that is solved for Bob. So thinking through all of this stuff ahead of time, I always explain it as making bad things happen on paper. Let's make all the bad things happen on paper and let's plan to protect from there so that when it does happen in real life, everything's already set up and ready to go. Well, to make sure that you have planned appropriately and that you are prepared, ladies and gentlemen, come in and have that discussion with Brian. Make those bad things happen on paper so that if you were to encounter them in reality, you are better prepared. And that's what planning is all about. Pick up the phone, give Brian Caranta a call to find out the difference that this kind of approach can make in achieving those goals that are important to you. 800-963-0131. That's 800-963-0131 to reach Brian Caranta for that complimentary financial and retirement review. And Brian, I know that people really appreciate that resource, that manual that you do provide to them. It is kind of like a financial reference manual to refer back to for answers if and when things do turn or when events happen or just so that we can review and evaluate the progress that we've made. The uh, financial planning inventory binder is one of the most powerful tools that you can have. I mean, I have my own personal plan put together that way. I have my parents' plan put together that way. Every one of our clients' plan is put together that way. Uh, We want to get away from the pile of stuff. We want to get away from the filing cabinets. We want everything in one simple planning binder. You know, in our planning binder, the first thing that people see when they open up the binder is we've got a, a big stop sign there. And that And that stop sign is for the beneficiaries. As we talked earlier in the program, the last thing we want are beneficiaries making decisions on money that's going to make Uncle Sam the largest beneficiary. So we have an explanation to the beneficiaries of how to take advantage of the current tax laws when it comes to retirement planning accounts. Then next we have a consolidated asset summary showing all of their non-retirement accounts, their retirement accounts, their life insurance, their long-term care, their real estate. It's so nice when you can finally see all of your assets summarized on one page. This way you can always know what your net worth is at all times. Then we put a master beneficiary page in there. We list out all of the accounts, who the primary beneficiaries are, who the contingent beneficiaries are. Do we want money to go to grandkids? On that page, we also list out who the tax accountant is, who the attorney is. This way, if any of those people need to be contacted at death, all of that information is right there. When you flip the page, you'll also find a very detailed income plan showing all the sources of income coming in currently and then what would happen if a spouse dies and what that drop of income would be and the plan to solve for that at the time of death. We also have included a survivor checklist. That survivor checklist has 90 different items on there that need to be done at the time of death. How nice would it be that if your spouse died, you have a checklist of everything that is required at death so you can go down item by item and check it off that it was done and it was done correctly. All of that's in there so that your your spouse or your beneficiaries don't have to guess of what needs to be done. Now, obviously, we want them to call us as their advisors. We want them to call our office and we will take care of that for them. But God forbid uh, a child was in some other state and they had that binder, they'd have everything there to be able to do it. 
Then we put in all of their accounts. So all the accounts that they have with us, all the accounts that they have outside of us, their wills will go in there. Their life insurance policies will go in there. And that binder will probably sit in a very safe place at a house. I mean, it sits in my office at my house. My wife knows that if I die to grab that black binder, everything's in there of what needs to be done at that point in time. Now, if you're uh, like my father, I've got a I've got to go to my father every year and find out where he hid the gold, if he put any more money into any books anywhere downstairs. So if you're one of those people, you might have to leave some additional notes in there to your family. Well, I know that having that reference guide, having that financial inventory can be a big help because there certainly have been situations, Brian, where people have had to scramble around opening every book in the house, trying to find the stashed dollars the insurance documents and things that would provide when their loved ones have recently passed away. And that's not where we want to be. So having that reference, really providing a lot of people uh, a lot of comfort and peace of mind, knowing that that inventory is there and compiled. And ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to have that, that's what the initial review and evaluation begins the process of and is really all about having a concise, simple, easy to understand plan for everything that is to happen financially into the future. Pick up the phone and give Brian Quaranta a call at 800-963-0131. Again, that's 800-963-0131 to begin that process and build that financial inventory book. 800-963-0131. Brian, you did mention this a little bit earlier, but I think this is also an important part of understanding the type of legacy that we will be leaving behind. And that has to do with the social security decisions that we make at the onset of retirement, of course, are going to affect us through our retirement, but might have effects that ripple and echo even after we pass away. The decisions that we make at 62 or 65 might have effects upon us or our spouse at 82 or 85 or even beyond. And we need to understand the ramifications of those big decisions. When it comes to social security, I mean, I think I read at one point in time, there was 200 167 different ways to take Social Security. You know, and certainly not planning correctly and not understanding all of those different ways, you could be leaving a lot of money on the table. So you certainly want to take advantage of how Social Security works to make sure that you're maximizing the amount that you're going to get, not only for yourself, but maximizing the amount that your spouse will get. So it's very important to work with somebody that understands that and that can help you make the right decision in that area. And Brian, you actually offer that as one of the services that you provide there in your office is the ability for folks to come in and get better educated on what choices and options they do have that could help them maximize that social security and the lifetime income it produces, which, by the way, would minimize the stress and strain and reliance they have on their own personal assets. That's right. Taking social security at the right time can really eliminate the stress that you put on your assets. For the majority of our clients, though, I will tell you that it makes sense if they want to retire to start collecting Social Security immediately. I believe the break even is somewhere around 12 and a half to 13 years. And the majority of my clients retiring today are retiring uh, in their 60s. And that's typically when people still have the energy and health to do all the things that they want to do. So we want to get them the most money as quickly as we can, as safely as we can. So we believe in trying to get all of that money up front so that they can really enjoy those years while they still have their health and vitality. Well, let's make the most of that decision, ladies and gentlemen. And if you are within about five years of making any type of decision on Social Security, come in for that complimentary Social Security review, analysis, and report. It can make a big difference in the amount of lifetime income you will ultimately receive from Social Security and can make you more confident in your ability to have your assets provide for the rest and even create a better legacy. 800-963-0131, the number to call for that Social Security review and analysis. Again, Brian Quaranta offers this on a complimentary, no cost, no obligation basis to anyone within five years of making a decision on how and when to claim and collect Social Security. 800 963 Six three zero one three one. That's eight hundred nine six three zero one three one. The topic of today's program, Brian, has been creating or leaving a legacy. However, we've been talking a lot about the fact that 
our plans to be self-sufficient during our own lifetime ultimately has a lot to do with the legacy that we will create. Another place where I think this might come into play in planning is the desire for parents or grandparents to help their children or grandchildren pay for college or educational expenses. And while it's an admirable goal to help our children, uh, something that we all want to do, we really need to balance this goal pretty carefully with our own needs for saving and investing for our own financial future, and again, ultimately being and remaining self-sufficient into and throughout retirement. What happens when you pay for your child's college, then after they're done with school, they become dependent on you throughout retirement because they can't get a job. I don't know where this whole idea of paying for your kid's college has come into play. And I just believe that people should be taking care of their retirement first. I think it's a great thing to want to, you know, help your son or daughter, or your grandkids out with college, but there's plenty of places for them to get money out there today. Not only that, I just look at the price of college today and you look at how expensive it is. You know, a lot of these kids want to go to these big name schools just to go to a big name school. And, you know, there's a, a lot of other ways to get an education without spending a ton of money. I'm not a big fan of people putting their retirement out of the way or putting their their retirement in jeopardy just to help their kid go to school. I, I just I don't buy into that. I, I think, you know, at the end of the day, the best thing you can do is love your kids, give them great fundamentals, send them out into that world and let them learn on, let them figure it out on their own. Now, if you're one of the fortunate ones that you've got the money there to be able to do it, God bless you be able to do it. But I see too many parents and grandparents that just don't have the funds working two jobs to try to put their kid through college. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm just not a big fan of it. Well, if you are going to do that, if it is a goal, you need to have some certainty and reassurance that you're planning correctly to be both self-sufficient and provide for those educational expenses. Don't sacrifice one in order to do the other is what I believe I hear you saying, Brian. And I completely agree because really uh, college or those educational expenses, that's about uh, preparing somebody to go out and earn additional income, whereas retirement is planning and preparing for a time where we don't plan on earning any additional income. So who really has the better chance of uh, making more and being self-sufficient for a good extended period of time thereafter? Yeah, you know, and if you think about your kid going to college, I mean, they still have their human life value left, which gives them the ability to go out there and earn money for a long period of time. You're getting to the point to where you're going to want to be pulling away from work and going into retirement. You're getting into your older years and you're sacrificing you know, your retirement for somebody that is going to have a lifetime still to work and make money. So like I said, at the end of the day, if you're one of the fortunate ones that are able to do it, great. If you're not, I really would think twice about redirecting your retirement dollars to pay for your son or daughter's college or, you know, your grandkids college. I just don't think it's the prudent thing to do at that point in your life. Like I said earlier, there's just there's a lot of ways for your children to get money and support to go to college. I don't think we need to sacrifice our retirements for them to be able to do that. Yeah, not sacrificing our own possibility of a secure financial future. And in order to understand if you have the ability to do both or how to balance those two different goals. Ladies and gentlemen, come in, speak with Brian Coranta. He can help with that retirement review and evaluation and making sure that all the pieces are in place for you to have the self-sufficiency and reassurance that you will be able to create that type of beneficial legacy for your family. 800-963-0131. Again, the number to call. That's 800-963-0131. So Brian, we have talked a lot during the program today about how the decisions we make during our own lifetime ultimately will have those ripple effects on the legacy that we leave behind. But let's talk now about when those dollars actually pass on to future generations. There are some ways, methods, strategies that are more beneficial in the creation of a legacy than others. And you spoke a little bit earlier about leaving a tax-free legacy. I don't think that's what a lot of people are doing. A lot of people have that tax-deferred pot of money, that IRA, that is 
basically the entirety of the nest egg. And if anything's left in that, that's what's being passed along. But that's really a ticking tax time bomb during our lifetimes or even beyond, isn't it? Yeah, you know, and there's a great uh, book written out there by an author by the name of Ed Slott. Uh, He's got a book called The Retirement Savings Time Bomb. And he talks about a lot of this in there. With IRA accounts, the biggest problem with them is that they've never been taxed before. So somebody's going to have to pay the taxes on it. Now, obviously, this is where the magical age of 70 and a half comes in. If you're still living uh, at the magical age of 70 and a half, the IRS says, hey, we've allowed you to defer this money long enough. Now it's time to start paying up. And that's why they make you start taking these required minimum distributions. And those required minimum distributions are calculated based on your life expectancy. And it's critical that you take them because uh, if you don't, there's a 50% penalty. So let's just say that you were required to take $10,000 out of your IRA account and you failed to do that. That would be a $5,000 mistake. So getting that right is important. But at the end of the day, after they're done making you, forcing you into those distributions, the day that you die, that money is going to pass to your children. Now, if your children take that money is a lump sum. Let's say you have two kids, you die with $500,000 in a retirement account. They both get $250,000 a piece at the time of your death. There's two ways for them to take that money. Number one, they could take that money as a lump sum. If they do that, it's going to count as income in the year that they take it. So imagine your child's making $100,000 between them and their spouse. And on top of that, They just got an inheritance of $250,000. They took it out of the IRA account. They're going to be paying taxes on $350,000. The time you pay taxes on that and inheritance tax, you're probably looking at well over 40% of that money being wiped out due to taxes. So the second way for them to take it is something that we call inherited IRA or multi-generational IRA. This is an unbelievable thing that we're allowed to do with our IRAs. I mean, the IRS made this possible back in January of 2001. January of 2001, the IRS made this possible. And when I talk to people about it, they still don't even know that it's possible. And this is where it's frustrating because people are just not getting the quality of advice that they should be out there today. And advisors are leaving people exposed to one of the biggest tax bombs that could ever go off in their life. And that's with their retirement accounts. For most people, the retirement accounts are the largest amount of money that they have. So the IRS, getting back to the inherited or multi-generational IRA, the IRS says, look, if you want to leave your IRA to your children and they want to accept it through what we would call an inherited IRA, they have the ability to do that, which means given the previous example, let's say you've died with a half a million dollars and your kids are smart enough and you were smart enough to put together a a plan that would involve this strategy, your kids can take that $250,000, put it into an inherited IRA. Now the catch with that is that the IRS would require that they start taking a distribution out, just like you were required to do at 70 and a half, and they would have to start taking that distribution out immediately based on their age. But what will happen is the distribution will be so small on $250,000, you might be, depending on what age they might inherit that money at, you might only be looking at the IRS requiring them to maybe take eight to $10,000 out of there. And that would be the only money that they would have to pay taxes on. The rest of the money could stay in there and grow tax deferred for that year. And then, of course, the following year, they would have to take money again. But what you're doing there is you're delaying the taxes for so long that the tax man can never catch up. And you're also creating a pension that will provide your child with income and an income stream for a good portion of the rest of their life. So it's just it's a very, very wonderful thing that the IRS allows us to do. But people need to know how to do it and they need to take advantage of it. Well, if you are going to leave tax deferred dollars behind, make sure that you have prepared the money for the children, but you've also prepared the children for the money. And then they understand how to work that so that they are not paying a huge amount to your non-blood beneficiary, Uncle Sam. 800-963-0131. That's 800-963-0131. Or Brian, with some proper pre-planning, if we do have a large tax deferred balance that we hope to or intend to leave behind, there are ways to begin to reposition that, even if it's just through those RMDs, to leave behind a tax-free balance to our beneficiaries instead. That's one of my favorite planning strategies. So let's say you take an individual with a half a million dollars 
and they're going to be required to start taking distributions at the age of 70 and a half. So the way that that works is at 70 and a half, you're going to take your IRA balance at that time and you're going to divide it by 27.4, which is just a life expectancy number. So that would tell you that on $500,000, roughly a little over $18,000 would need to come out of that account in that year. Let's say you don't need that income. Let's say you don't need that money. And for a lot of people, they might not need it. They have two choices. They could pay the taxes on that and put it into a bank account and earn probably nothing on it. And then when they die, it's going to get taxed again. Or they could take that 18000 After they take out taxes, they'll probably net out maybe a little over $16,000. They could take that $16,000 and they could buy a very, very large life insurance policy with that. Let's say they were able to get a million and a half for $2 million. So now they're taking this required amount that they have to take from their IRA. Rather than turning that around, they're going to leverage it by buying a life insurance policy. Now when they die, their kid gets $1.5 million of tax-free money along with the remaining balance that's in the IRA. That's how you create wealth. And proper planning isn't about just leaving stuff to circumstances. Proper planning is all about creating wealth and protecting the wealth for the next generation. And that is the type of planning that you want to make sure that you're focusing on because if you think about it, we work a lifetime to accumulate all this and without proper planning, you know, at the time of your death, the IRS becomes your largest beneficiary and half of your wealth is wiped out when it doesn't need to be. We want to make sure that we're re planning responsibly so that if there is money left over, that we're doing it the right way or leveraging it the way that I'm speaking about with life insurance. And again, people need to realize that life insurance and retirement planning is a tool. It's a wealth creation tool. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if you have questions about your own game plan for retirement or the desire to leave behind a legacy, as we've been talking about on today's program, so much of that will be impacted by the decisions that we make in our plans and preparations for retirement and in our ability to build that self-sufficiency and then the additional goals of leaving behind the legacy to help our family, our children and grandchildren with that generational type of planning. Pick up the phone and give Brian Quaranta a call for the complimentary financial review and evaluation. He first and foremost will help to address your specific game plan for retirement and your goals during your lifetime to make sure that you have saved enough to retire successfully or that you're doing the right things in retirement to make sure that your money will last. Again, by doing so, giving you the peace of mind and confidence to know with more certainty that you can leave behind a proper legacy. 800 963 0131, the number to call for that complimentary, no cost, no obligation, initial financial review and evaluation. Again, that's 800-963-0131. And we do know that procrastination is the biggest enemy of progress, time our most valuable asset. So let's make the most of our time and do what we need to do today to get the most out of tomorrow. Brian, we always appreciate your time and knowledge here on the program and sharing it with us to help improve our game plan for retirement. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoy being here. We look forward to talking with you again soon, folks. Brian looks forward to hearing from you at 800-963-0131, or we'll be here next week again with Brian Quaranta on your game plan for retirement. The information presented on this program is provided for informational purposes only without warranty of accuracy, completeness, or suitability for particular purpose. This program is not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, legal, or tax advice. This information is general in nature, not specific enough to be construed as advice. You should not make any decision based on the information presented on this program without independent consultation with an appropriately licensed professional or competent advisor. Investment in securities or the market involves a potential risk for loss of principal. Trading, therefore, may not be suitable for all listeners. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company, which are of growth from annuities may be taxable as ordinary income in the year it is taken. Individuals should review contracts for specific details of the product's features and costs.